Friday when we were here. That's right. We're <laughs> back. Uh, we were here yesterday all day for Change for Change Radiothon. We raised over $670,000. In the course of 18 hours? That's right. For, that's for historically black colleges and universities. That's for students to go. And we try to make sure they have scholarships for tuition, for internships, for books, for lodging, for food, and all that. We raised over $670,000. This is the third year doing it. That was the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. That's right. Now, in three years, the Breakfast Club has raised over $1.7 million. How crazy is that? And that is for different organizations. That's right. Yesterday, was it just felt so good to give back. And not just the celebrities, because celebrities came in. Chadwick Boseman gave 100000 Michael Rubin gave 125000 from the 76ers, partner of the 76ers. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the people. We ain't got the, the, the list of all the people that gave money. All right, here we go. Yes, Robert F. Smith gave $100,000. Byron Allen gave $100,000. Maury Povich gave $15,000. Uh, shout to Cardi B, Tyrese, Queen Naja, Don Poole. Joy, Joe Coy gave $20,000. Uh, shout to Interscope Records, Hassan Minaj, uh, Republic Records, Black Youngster, Quality Control, uh, Columbia Records, Epic Records, 300. Shout to uh, Kevin Lyle, Shadow, and D. Uh, shout out to my partner, uh, Caesar, Flippin' New Jersey. He gave $5,000. Uh, Rhapsody, Atlantic Records, Fabulous, Caesar for Black Ink Crew. Dr. Oz, Jay Farrell gave $5,000. Terrence J, Elvis Duran, Humble a Poet, Lena Wave, Andrew Yang, and all you guys out there. We really appreciate it, man. It was it was so great to see so many people giving so much money. And, and not just, like I said, not just the celebrities. I mean, people giving $5, $20, $1, $100, $200. We really, really are appreciative of that and grateful that you guys are trying to help people to get to HBCUs. We're so thankful for that. Yes, it was a, an amazing feat. Yes, a long, 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 long but day. But you can still donate through Thanksgiving. That's so right. So if you didn't get the opportunity to donate yesterday, maybe you're just finding out about it today, whatever it is, you can still donate. All you have to do is text CHANGE to 52182 or go to bc That's bcchange4change.com. That's right. Now, today on the show, uh, Hassan Minaj will be joining us. We'll kick it with Hassan Minaj. Also, Partisan Fontaine Party. Um, I saw he just got a plaque. Yeah, he just got a plaque sold over a million copies. Also, his album is out right now, so we'll kick it with both of them. So let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, women won't be the only ones on birth control. Now you guys can join the crew. <laughs> Drama said, hell, hell yeah. yeah. He's tired of getting pregnant. Yeah, he's tired of getting <laughs> pregnant. All right, we'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne will be joining us in a little bit. Let's get <laughs> some front page news. 
Now in Thursday Night Football, the Texans beat the Colts 2017. And Melo, yesterday was Melo's uh, second NBA game in the last year. And he did pretty good. I think he scored 18. He looked pretty good out there. So congratulations to Melo, all right? Now what else are we talking about, Yee? Well, the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, if you were looking forward to that, it is not happening this year. They said the ratings have been going down for quite some time now. It's been around since 1995. Mm -hmm. And the supermodels, all these standards of these really thin girls who are very busty. And they said a lot of the, in the name of feminisms, uh, former angel Carly Claus quit the show. So the show has definitely lost its sheen, all the controversy with it. So it's not happening. Did they take out like the lingerie department, the lingerie part of it and the swimming suit part of it, something like that? It's not happening, I just said. No, but didn't they take that out beforehand? Oh, I don't know about that. That's probably why the ratings went down. I just know it's not happening anymore. Mm. Okay. to uh, evolve the messaging of the company. Okay. All right, four students at Syracuse University have been suspended. I don't know if you've been hearing this. We reported it earlier about all the racist and anti-Semitic incidents that have been happening on campus. They actually had even canceled all social activities at fraternities for the rest of the semester. That's because a black student said she was verbally assaulted on campus. Mm. Four of the 14 people involved in the incident were Syracuse students, and nine of them are enrolled at other universities. Officials have been informed at those universities of the allegations. The student, they said, who was most aggressive in the incident is affiliated with Rutgers University. There's been 12 reported incidents of racist and anti-Semitic graffiti found on or near the university's campus. That's crazy. All right. The first male birth control injection is almost ready for penises. Now, this is going down... <laughs> Thanks to Indian researchers, they've completed a clinical trial on injectable male contraceptives. It is uh, 303 candidates were recruited, and there was a 97.3% success rate. So basically, you'll get a shot in your penis, and that birth control method will last approximately 13 years. They do give you a wow. dose of local anesthesia, and then they do that. It's like a traditional... Wow vasectomy, kind of. So let me ask Dramos. Dramos is still out here, right? Dramos is a young man. He's out here. He's out here. Now, um, would you get a shot in your penis? So so you know for 13 years you can't get somebody pregnant? 13 years is too much. I'm sure you can reverse it. I don't know. So would you get a shot in your penis? Then you don't got to worry about it all. I would get a shot in the penis, but not for 13 years. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. All right. Well, they do have male birth control pills also. That's, I, I can't even imagine a shot in your penis. Like that. It's just not sound... in the market yet. The um, male birth control pills. Would you rather take the pill every day or get the shot in your penis? I'm a married man, and if I get my wife pregnant, I'm asking dramas. Oh, okay. What about you, dramas? I would do the probably the pill then, because 13 years is a lot of time. But you got to remember every day. If you forget a day, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Shoot him up. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Call us. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We know that you ride black people, right? This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning. Hi, Breakfast Club. Good morning, and congratulations on a successful change for change yesterday. This is Cassandra from New Jersey. Hey, Thank Cassandra you, Cassandra. From New Jersey. We appreciate you. Thank you. No, but guys, you know what? I wanted to say you know that it was kind of difficult to do it. Really? Okay, the person that answered the phone. Yeah, it was. The person that answered the phone yesterday told me he was going to help me, and he never came back to help me. You don't so not send. Really you don't not send text messages. No, I was trying. It just wouldn't go through. So I just had to complete mine this morning because I was like, let me check my account because I don't see any confirmation. I checked my account. He wasn't there, so I just... That happened to me, too. 
You have it to you too? Mm-hmm. But next year, next year, would you guys consider this this organization, Habitat for Humanity, Greater Essex oh, County, yeah, I know. and Union mm-hmm. uh, County, Hudson County, and Essex County, because they build homes for low-income families. And uh, the good thing about it is there's no principal, I mean, there's no uh, interest attached to their mortgage. So would you guys, uh, if I can hold on, and I'll give you guys the contact phone number for the person that you could uh, talk with, to do that. That's yeah. a big organization. We'll Habitat look up the organization, Mama. We yeah, that's that. a, We're familiar with the organization. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. I'm, I'm okay, all, I've always heard about Habitat for Humanity, mm-hmm. but I, I would like to hear from a couple people who actually got their house built by Habitat for My Humanity. My mom did some work with them. Okay. She did? Can mm-hmm. I, can I, uh, Charlamagne, is there a way that I can have some of the, we have 75 in North. Hold on, okay? You, you hold on. You hold on. Can I have someone call you? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll get your information. Absolutely. Well, you always say that, Envy. Don't tell me, hold on, and you don't get that information. We're going to hold on. They did that to her yesterday, three. too. Okay. You're on line three. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, Envy? It's your boy, Mello. Mello, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Yo, man, first off, I want to commend you and Angela D. Like, I need to drop those bonds to y'all Y'all actually came into work this morning, unlike some people, Leonard. I'm right here, you bum. Then- I'm right here, you bum mouth bastard. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, yo, exactly. Yo, yo, all that cute stuff. And that male birth control, what they should do, they should make it into a cream and call it sunblock, son. That'd be fire. Yeah, but what if you have a daughter? I mean, listen, it's not perfect, but it's a work of He ain't thinking through. He yeah, you can't think that all the way through. It was almost there. Almost. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's fire. That's a fire name. Like, I just came up with this in five minutes. Let me work. Five minutes. Five it minutes. was a fire name if you wasn't a patriarchal peasant who only thinks that men can be born. Hello, who's this? Sylvester from California. Sylvester, what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. Uh, I just want to, can I start with I love y'all? We love you back, bro. Okay, that's a nice way to start. What kind of love? Then he's going to say, but. (laughs) Uh, Just because, um, really, I mean, from Charlamagne with the mental health, Angela with, uh, you know, the smoothies and the health, you know, like your body health. And then Envy with financial, you know, owning property and stuff. Y'all inspire me to do better in my community. That's what it is. Something, something I've been doing is uh, trying to get, like, more tech into L.A., like, mm-hmm. in the schools in L.A., and I have these shirts that I want to send y'all with, with sweaters. Sweaters and shirts that I want to send y'all to show my appreciation for, like, people that have, like, have inspired me. So I've been reaching out, like, all over, and I was wondering if I could send them up to all three of y'all and then Logan, too. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, Logan, my so the hmm? uh, the Insta- like my Instagram where like it's like search thread. I know why Logan. It's, Sly- <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it's Sly Annie one S L Y A N I and on the shirt it says uh, run for touchdowns not for coverage. So it's about like, okay, so, I get like now. you know creating a safe space for the kids <laughs> where they can just focus on like school and not all the craziness and then like us as the adults we take care of all that stuff. So Yo, did you go to a- did you go to Afrotech this year? I did not. Yeah, you should go to Afrotech next year. It's a dope event for black creatives that want to be in the digital tech world. See, and, that, and that's the type of stuff that I'm trying to get these kids on, you know, financial literacy and everything, too. So I wanted to know if I could send you guys the sweaters. Yes, yes uh, Joey, make sure you get homie's address. The line is he on it. Line 7. He's sending them to on. us. Oh, give him our yeah, address. Get, 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 get Joey, address. get uh, homie's address on line 7. And, well, give you know what I'm Give him our address. I'm there still sleepy. I don't even know why the hell we're here. Can we get this over with already? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass 
This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Michael from Cali. Hello, Michael from Cali. What's Good morning. What's up, Michael? Hey, man, I'm good. Is Charlemagne in the building? Yes, yeah. Charlemagne is right here. What's happening? Hey, so when he was in uh, Afrotech, I was supposed to pull up on you and give you my book. But I was at a different conference called NESBY, National Society of Black Engineers, and I was mm-hmm. giving a workshop on being debt-free. Okay. So what you want me to do? Yeah, and can I shout, can I shout out my book? Sure. Go ahead, man. All right, so it's uh, called The Power of Yet uh, by of Michael y- Benjamin. Of Yet? Yes. The power of yet. Just because you can't do something today doesn't mean you can't do it yet. Oh, yet. Oh, okay. So that's kind of like yeah. the power of that's kind of like the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. Low key, you know what I'm saying? I sent y'all a copy, but you should read it. You feel me? All right. Well, thank you, brother. It is a book called The oh, Power no, no, of no, Yet. No, 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 no. Let me get mm-hmm. my ID. Oh, go ahead. Let me get my ID. Go ahead. All right, my ID is at Mike O Benjamin M I C H O Benjamin. Okay. Thank you, brother. Hello. Who's this? Hello. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. How y'all doing, man? My name is Michael Vion from Risen, South Carolina. Um, I listen to y'all every morning. What up, King? Um, South know, Carolina all day. Right, right, right. Uh, I just want to get off my chest. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous. You know, I'm, I'm having a baby. You know, my kid, uh, I got a kid now. She's two years old, but she's not my biological kid. I got a beautiful black queen. Uh, you know, so I just, I hope all goes well with that. You know, she's having a little issues as far as blood down there goes, but everything looks good so far. Um, the Cowboys losing this weekend to the Patriots. No, we not. Yo, 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 stop with your disrespect. Trump is a criminal. Trump, you was right about one of those things. Trump is a criminal. But thank you, brother. (laughs) And yo, yo, prayers up to you. I listen to y'all every morning, man. Y'all inspire me so much, and I just want to say thank you all, man. Thank Thank you, you, my brother. And prayers up to your uh, baby mom. You know what I mean? I know how stressful that can be, the black maternal death rate. Is is high right now. Um, it's, it's my my wife has had trouble when she's gone to the hospital the last couple of times. So prayers up to you. Absolutely. Hello, who's this? Hello, who's this? Good morning. How are you guys? Good morning. Get it off your chest. I wanted to talk about when people say mind your business when my job is your business. Explain. What's your job? Explain. Company. I work for a glass company. I'm a security guard. And when I'm on break, and when you're on break and you're in the car doing your business with other people's property, as that song used to say, then it is my business. So don't be telling me to mind my business. What they did? What they did in the car? What was going on? Uh, sexual activities in the car. Oh, you got to mind your business. Mind your business. Mind your... That is my business. I'm security, so I'm supposed to watch what's going on in the vehicle. Yeah, but that's their vehicles. In the vehicles? That's... No, but you're on property at work. That's a break, but I'm on break. Another woman's another property. Come on now, stop well, telling me to mind my business. That is very true. They, once once they had sex on your grounds, they made it your business. That's, that's their my call. business. So well, they should drive somewhere else. That's right. Somebody somebody pull up in their car on your property and have sex. Is that okay? That's Andy? your business. I agree with you, mom. Yeah, because you at work and you supposed to be on your break. You do what you do on your fifteen minute break. Yeah, if you don't do that. That's plus nasty. you're and plus they're married. Now, plus, they're married, sleeping with somebody. No, they ain't sleeping with each other. They sleeping with somebody else's man and woman. Exactly. There you go. That's right. I don't have a problem with what you did, baby. You tell them kiss your glass. They sneaking around, <laughs> so they think. Yes. Thank you. All right, y'all have a nice weekend. Be safe. Okay, right. you too. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Now, you we got rooms on the way? Yes, yeah, so let's talk about a uh, reality star who is now saying that she is saved and celibate. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
The Breakfast Club. Yeah, drama. Yeah, we here, baby. Drama said on Tidy Whities. Listen, let everybody know? know we here live. That's what they told Wait, you. how do you know that? Yes, we are the Breakfast Club. Good That's morning. That's right. We left here at midnight. Now we back here. That's right. We really are back. here live. Okay, change for change was last night. We raised six hundred and seventy-one over six hundred and seventy thousand yeah, over six hundred and seventy thousand for the Thurgood Marshall College Fund to benefit HBCUs. And for the record, I just want to throw this out there. That was our third annual change for change. We've uh, raised over one point seven billion dollars. Million dollars. What I said. <laughs> Y'all should have let me rock with that. <laughs> no, this it's guy a still, lie. He's why still sleeping. Me, why y'all let me rock with that? Let's get. Let's we get. We raised over one point seven million for various organizations. Go. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk a new trailer. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, there's a new trailer that's out right now for an upcoming documentary on XXXTentacion. Okay. And the trailer does feature, of course, him, and he's connecting with family, friends, and fans, and mm -hmm. you can hear him talking in this trailer. If you're already happy, I can't do for you because you already know what you want. All I can do is give you my pain and you feed on that to keep you alive. There's definitely a difference between Jose Onfroy and XXXTentacion. So it's an album. This is a story. This is a full story, and this is the last time I will tell it. Mm, and wow. a documentary. Well, that, I mean, I, and I, they're calling it his final album, "Bad Vibes Forever." It comes out December sixth. I know you him. I know you say wow, but the crazy part is context is everything, right? Because if he mm -hmm. was saying, if he was saying this is the last time I'm gonna tell this story, and he was still alive, it would just be him saying, "I'm never talking about this story again." But since Correct. he's dead, it's not like he's, you know, spoke that on himself. Yeah. All right, Tyler, the creator, he's on the cover of GQ magazine, the 2019 Men of the Year issue. And one thing that he says that it, uh, made headlines, uh, he talks about his sexuality. He told the interviewer that he loves women, but often ends up, he said, I like girls. I just end up effing their brother every time. Wow. <laughs> Disloyal-ass brothers. Wow. Who are these whole-ass brothers? Why would you mm -hmm, do such mm -hmm, a thing mm -hmm. to your sister? Mm. My God, boy, these brothers ain't love. You gotta love. watch uh, who's in your family. It's like in the member of Soul Food. Yes, man. In the movie Soul man. Food. Mm -mm. Don't leave your brother around me. <laughs> True player for real. That's Tyler the C, God damn it. All right, now French Montana, he's hospitalized. He's had a very scary issue. They said he had intense nausea. And the cops actually came to his house first. They're the ones who made the call to get him rushed to a hospital by ambulance. They said sheriff's deputies were called to his house in Calabasas for a possible robbery. That was a false alarm, but they did determine that French Montana was abnormal. He was out of it. They said he'd been suffering severe stomach pains, nausea, and perhaps an elevated heart rate as well. So he's getting treatment. That includes IV fluids. They said he should have been released uh, later in the evening. You got to take care of yourself, man. That hard partying, that hard partying lifestyle can catch up to you. If you're, not, if you're not eating right and if you're not getting enough sleep and, you know, you're indulging in alcohol and mm -hmm. drugs or whatever else it could be. Well, let's not speculate. We don't know what yeah, we don't was. know what happened. I'm <laughs> just speaking about him. I'm just talking about in general. Y'all right, yeah, going to act like that hip-hop rock star lifestyle don't catch up? I don't like, know what on, he was man. doing. Yeah, it came right. any time, but we don't know what happened with him. Chris Brown, congratulations to him for having his second child with Amika Harris. He has a boy. And, you know, he already has a five-year-old daughter, royalty, mm -hmm. so now he has a little baby boy. Congratulations to him. Uh, now, Magic Johnson, let's talk about one regret that he has. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> what are you laughing for? What's that sinister laugh for? I'm just waiting for the story. So, <laughs> apparently, when he was only 19 years old, mm -hmm. after he said he won that national championship after beating Larry Bird, he said, I was about to sign a shoe deal. Converse came in, and everyone at that time was wearing Converse because of Dr. J. 
So Congress came in and offered me some money. And then this guy named Phil Knight came in. And Nike was only like one or two years old. He said he doesn't have a lot of money, but will offer me stock. I was 19, didn't wow. know a lot. And so the Damn. rest is history. Wow. What a horrible decision. So he ended up t- saying no, no thank you. And told Phil Knight no. And that was back in 1979. He oh signed that God. deal with Converse. I get it now. And then I Nike- see why that's your biggest regret. You live from HIV. You good. The, this equity in Nike? Nike went public. What? On December 2nd, 1980. So this deal was back in 1979. A year later, Damn. Nike went public. And as you know, you know the rest. Nike actually owns uh, Converse now. <laughs> that's crazy. You, and you know, I was thinking about it now. Magic is one of those players that's so huge and so elite, but he really doesn't have a signature shoe. Nobody wears Converse or his, his Converse that he wore. Do you but realize Jordan, that the, the NBA was trash until Magic Johnson and Larry Bird came into the league? So you're talking about a man that revitalized the whole organization. He could have had stock in equity in Nike, Nike. that early on? Yeah. My God. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor. You would never see that because Converse was so big. That was the only sneaker, really, back then. Just when I thought Magic Johnson was the most blessed man on the planet. Oh, oh, he, he is. is. He's, he is. He, he still, still is. is. He's still, he's still worth $600 million. But he could have been worth $600 billion. That is true. Jesus Christ. I can. That's when you think about every day. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. That's All right. when you think about every day. All right. Well, that's true. you see report. Nikes everywhere. That is true. Commercials everywhere. But Everybody could, got them on. They got And you never on. know what something's going to be, though. You got to think it was uh, a brand new company. He didn't even know about it. But you could think of it like this. Just imagine if he had all that money back then, because I'm sure he was wilding out in the NBA. He would be wilding, wilding out. With even more money. I mean. You're right. I mean. <laughs> you're right. I mean. You're right. All right. All right. You got front page news, G? Um, you're right. Yes, and uh, we are going to be talking about Twitter. There's a new thing that you can do on there right. to lead to healthier discussions on social media. There's not much more he could have done. There's not much more. You're right. I mean. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I got there, buddy. You're right. I got there. All right. Right. Rumors up next. I lived. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good, good. Morning, good everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Why are you looking at me brushing your hair, bro? Let's get in some front page news. Now, in Thursday Night Football, the Houston Texans beat the Colts 2017. And Floyd Mayweather announced he is coming out of retirement for 2020, which is weird because then he just put out a story that he wasn't boxing anymore. Sound like somebody just wants some attention because literally they just put out a story yesterday saying that he was never coming back. Well, he said he was retiring from boxing. Now, I believe he's doing something with Danny White, but we'll talk more about that in the rumors. Oh, so he's coming out? Well, I wouldn't... The UFC? He's not going to the UFC. That's not a retirement, though. That's not announcing you're coming out of retirement because you never fought in the UFC. Right. Now, he's not going to fight no damn UFC. I don't know what he's doing, but he's been talking with Dana White, so... All right. Well, what else we got, Yee? All right. Now, let's talk about Donald Trump, and he is... Apparently uh, not having a good time with these impeachment hearings. You think? But he's acting like he is. Now, he said on social media, I've been watching people making phone calls my entire life. My hearing is and has been great. Never have I been watching a person making a call which was not on speakerphone and been able to hear or understand a conversation. I've even tried, but to no avail. Try it live. What is he talking about? He's talking about impeachment witness David Holmes, a political counselor at the U.S. Embassy, who told lawmakers that he heard Donald Trump loudly discussing his plot to extort Ukraine. Here is David Holmes. I could hear the president's voice through the earpiece of the phone. The president's voice was loud and recognizable. And Ambassador Sondland held the phone away from his ear for a period of time, presumably because of the loud volume. I heard Ambassador Sondland greet the president and explain he was calling from Kyiv. I heard President Trump then clarify that Ambassador Sondland was in Ukraine. Ambassador Sondland replied, yes, he was in Ukraine, and went on to state 
that President Zelensky, quote, loves your ass. I then heard President Trump ask, wow. so he's going to do the investigation. Ambassador Sondland replied that he's going to do it, adding that President Zelensky will do anything you ask him to do. I've definitely heard people talking on the phone uh, while somebody yeah, else was on the I phone. I definitely have. But mm -hmm. you really have to be paying attention to care about and the conversation. And it has to be very quiet, too. It has to be very quiet. Like, you have to be very quiet, and you have to be paying attention to really care about the conversation. That is a kind of wild uh, a, a piece of evidence to bring to an impeachment hearing, though. Well, I guess that's firsthand. He said he heard everything firsthand, and then uh, that along with the transcript of the conversation, uh, you know, with the president. Is overhearing enough, though, in an impeachment hearing? Like, or just overhearing a conversation? I mean, it's still hearing it firsthand. Mm. You were there, you heard it with your own ears. Mm -hmm. It's not like secondhand information. You heard it. Mm. So if you say you heard what you heard and you heard it loud and clear and you said you've been able to do that before, I guess it does matter. All right, now on Twitter, you can hide your replies. That's a new feature that Twitter is launching globally. So you can hide certain replies on your tweets. It gives you more control over your conversations on the site. So imagine you write something and then people start saying nasty things in your replies on Twitter. You can hide those replies so other people won't see it, but you'll still be able to see and engage with hidden replies by pressing an icon that will appear on the tweets. So that way, they said, some people did not want to... to Hide replies due to fear of retaliation, and Twitter will continue to get feedback on that issue. But they uh, will also allow you, when you when you say you want to hide the reply, to block the replier as well. But what's the point of that? Because people want the validation. They want the retweets. They want the attention. So what's the point? You might not want people saying other things about you. So maybe you want certain replies to be seen by other people, but other ones not to. So you can hide those so people can't see what you don't want them to see in your conversation. That takes a lot of work to go through those and figure out what you want to keep and what you don't want to keep. Well, some people don't get a whole lot of replies. Some people get like eight or nine. Whoa. And then you say, let me hide this one. We're not one of those people. They're trying to lead to healthier discussions. Okay. I just say stay off it. Healthier discussions happen just like this, face to face, eye to eye. That's All right, it. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your front page news. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Hassan Minaj will be joining us. Comedian. Yes, indeed. He's got a show on Netflix called Patriot Act. I think it's on season two now. Maybe season three. I'm not sure. All right, well, we'll kick it with him when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Yes, we indeed. We got a special guest in the building, Hassan Minaj. Thank the host you. of the Patriot Act. What's up, my brother? What's going on, bro? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. I'm going to tell you something, man. One of the greatest uh, stand-up specials that's not actually a stand-up special because you were sitting down wow. was you in front of um, Congress this year. <laughs> oh, oh. That is so underrated the and so hilarious. Really? The yes. I missed it. What happened? Envy, you missed this? Did I miss it? It was on IG. It was, it was pretty popular. Did I see it? If it was on IG, I see it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, you know, the student loan crisis is a big issue for our our, our generation, I would mm -hmm. say, for sure. I think it's one of the biggest. Absolutely. Um, and so I was asked to testify about the student loan crisis. They saw they saw my, my episode that we did on the show mm -hmm. about student loan debt, specifically how student loan borrowers are just getting screwed over. All the time. By Navient, FedLoan, wh whoever their loan service provider is. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people our age are going into deferment when they should be going into an income-based repayment plan, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're really screwing their self, their self, themselves over. So, yeah, testify before Congress. Yeah. And it was a, it was a weird situation. Yeah. yeah, but you did it in such a digestible way because you were speaking our language yeah. while simultaneously speaking their language, and it was funny and informative. Yeah. And I was just like, why isn't this everywhere? 
I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. But when you go into Congress, like you yeah. totally understand why stuff doesn't get done. Mm -hmm. Ooh, explain. There's, there's a lot of battle rapping. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, Between yeah. both sides, there's a lot of clap back. Mm -hmm. yeah. The Republicans are blaming the Democrats. The Democrats, Democrats are blaming the Republicans. Republicans. So there's a lot of this. And the issue can't move forward. It's not right. solution oriented. No, it's yeah, not solution oriented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. And to me, the reason why I wanted to testify about it was I actually do feel it's a bipartisan issue. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I'm like blue or red. Constituents in both your guys' states and counties have this problem. Absolutely. Trust me. Anybody between the ages of 18 to 40 is probably dealing with this. And they're going to ask you about it on the campaign trail. So this isn't like an identity politics issue. Yeah. That's what I felt. I got you. Yeah. You know how there's certain issues you just won't be able to win because they're not able to access it? Yeah, like uh, police brutality police against black brutality, and brown people. <laughs> criminal ju criminal yeah. justice reform. Yeah. Like, real talk, real talk. It's yeah. one of those things where it's like, if they don't know anybody who has been involved in the criminal justice system, they won't see the cruelty of it. That's a fact. So for me, student loans was such a rubber meets the road issue because an entire generation in America was told, you have to go to college. Correct. It's, it's not even a negotiating thing. Mm -hmm. You got to go. All right, so if we do this, why are student borrowers treated like deadbeats? Mm-hmm. The same policies that you have upon people who have gambling debt, the same thing goes for student loan debt. Did you ever pay? Did you pay off your loans? Now I'm lucky. I, my parents. I'm a child of immigrants. My parents made me live at home, so I, I don't have crippling student loan debt. I have crippling emotional debt, and that's a different issue. What's what's that? Crippling emotional debt. Yes. Just knowing that I could have been out in these streets for four years, but instead I was living upstairs in my in my childhood bedroom. I just gave donkey today to this guy who uh, got mad because his mom wouldn't let him have sex in the house, <laughs> so he killed her dog. That's insane. Yeah, he was 39. Jesus. Yeah, so did you yeah, have yeah, sex yeah. in your in your house, in your mom's house? Did I have sex? I'm, I, uh, this is being recorded and my parents watch everything. <laughs> <I need. laughs> Don't try to get me. Are you trying to get me caught up I'm with Seema? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, mom, I would never do that. Um, you know, I kept everything strictly halal in the house. And um, oh, I would just go upstairs to study, to be quite honest. No, honestly, seriously, I believe you did. Though. I believe you respected the household. I did. I did. But it's kind of crazy when I think about it. I did bring some girls back to, like, the house. It was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane now that I think about it. Now, now you decided on your uh, latest episode of Patriot Act, Patriot, Patriot Act yeah. to hit on the topic of mental health. Yes. Why was it important for you to tackle this topic? I mean, you've, you've talked about this, man. It's not a thing we talk about in our, in our communities. We mm -hmm. just don't. It's one of those things where it's just like it's the two solutions to feeling depressed or anxious uh, are hydration and prayer. Mm -hmm. It's like drink some water and go pray. And if that's not working, you better figure it out. Right. You're or not drink making... something harder. Yeah. Some liquor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or take a nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right, if you know someone who's drinking and sleeping all day, they might be depressed. That's well, all I'm saying. Absolutely. And, yeah. and and so to me, one of the big things was I wanted to talk about it because there's a huge stigma around it. Then if you if you do manage to actually try to get the help you need, why it's so hard. Like I know a lot of people that are like, man, I tried to go see a therapist. Blue Cross, Blue Shield gave me this whole list. I called all 200 numbers. 90% of them aren't even taking new patients. Some of them aren't even, you know, practices anymore. Yeah, they're finding a lot of ways to deny yes. people mental health treatment. Exactly. Yeah. And so what I wanted to do was show, all right, these are the mechanisms that are put in place that are preventing you from getting the care that you needed. Because I really thought about it. Like, I really tried to reach out and get help. And I was lucky enough that when I was put in a logjam, okay, I could, I could just pay out of pocket. But a lot of people don't have that luxury. So we actually found, our news team found, there's the law. By law, you are, you are required to have the same amount of mental and physical health care. It has to be covered the same. There's is a two, the, the, the 2008, 2008 parody. health parody yes. and addiction quality? Yeah. Right. And, and that to me is like what I love most about the show. 
is like we show you all right here's why something sucks mm -hmm. here are the mechanisms and pulleys in play that are preventing you from getting the thing that you need and here's what you can do to try to circumvent that but what made you go to a therapist what was what, what made you call a therapist and reach out for help i was talking to friends and i was describing things to them and they're like that's not normal like a random tuesday afternoon and my heart is just beating fast and i'm like no, this is how i know i'm alive like i'm really living yeah, the panic attack. Yeah. Anxiety. Yeah. Full-on panic attack. Or I'm like, I'm at a doctor's appointment with my wife, and we're just sitting in the lobby. My wife was pregnant at the time with our first. And, um, yeah, like shortness of breath. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just these 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 odd moments where I all of a sudden go into flight or fight. And I honestly thought, like, man, this is normal. Because when my perception of mental health, I think of Arkham Asylum. Yeah, right. Yeah, we yeah, think word, of straight word, jackets. We don't. We, you Correct. don't think of it as like a gamut, like this spectrum. spectrum. And um, just to be honest, I also thought it meant you're weak. Just it's just the way you know we we grew up, right? Mm -hmm. And um, you start to understand the more you talk about it, the more you research it. It's just like anything else. You know how like exercising and diets the new wave. People mm -hmm. are like, oh, I don't eat that. I do this instead. Nobody's saying you're weak because of that. Right. This is just about running at an optimum level that's all or you know tell, tell us more about the 2008 mental health parity and addiction quality yet because i didn't even hear about this until your show yeah so I, I got school that was the shocking thing too yeah. so patrick kennedy who's one of the kennedys you probably don't recognize <laughs> he's not one of the popping kennedys he's not one of the popular ones. No, no, no 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 one cares who he's dating mm. they're not they're not writing books about patrick he unfortunately you know he had um he had uh, severe mental health issues. One day, unfortunately, he crashed his car. He had, um, he was also using substance abuse to help overcome those things. And he realized that's that became his calling card, his mission to uh, have put things in place that give uh, give people equal access to mental health care and physical health care. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the that's the big thing. Mm -hmm. Your insurance company legally cannot deny you uh, the same amount of health care. Mental health care to physical health care. It has to be the same. All right, we got more with Hassan Minaj. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with comedian Hassan Minaj. Did yeah. you ever try substances to get past anything that you were dealing with, whether it was smoking, weed, edibles, alcohol? No, man. You know what's so crazy? It's like I grew up super religious. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like that Muslim guilt is like Catholic guilt. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, when you're yeah. always just like, Allah is watching. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I would super freak out. I mean, like pepperoni pizza freaked me out in the first grade. Pepperoni pizza. Yeah, you know how we are with swine. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So who, why'd you eat a, a well, this, slice? Well, this girl that I had a crush on was like, "Do you want a slice of pepperoni pizza?" And you're not gonna say no. And I'm not gonna say no. Whoa, come on. How do you forgive yourself? Like, I did it. I did it. And you know what? When I had it, it was so good. I was like, this is why God made it. Haram. <laughs> so you still it's eat pepperoni a test. Pizza? <laughs> Say what? So you still eat pepperoni pizza? No, that was oh. my first and one time, oh, but okay. I got it. You got it. Like, I totally understood why. Like, why, like, God says you can't have it so good. But the guilt killed you. The guilt killed me, bro. Damn. Yeah. Did you have to pray it away? Or did you did, did you tell your mom that you ate pork? I didn't tell my parents. No. So no now way. they know that wow. you have yeah, We've been in the room and now they know you have <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. pepperoni pizza. Yeah, man. Basically, pretty much. Didn't you deal with that? Like, you guys grew up religious, right? Like, mm -hmm. you kind of, and, and then you do the sort of like, you do the spiritual long division on it. What is spiritual? You know what I mean? Like you go, like all right, if I go confess, then da 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 da, da and if I pray on this day and I do Got this you. many rosaries, you carry the one. That forgive that. You sin. carry the Got one. You. you know what I mean? Like Charlamagne, you talk about praying when you when you took your HIV test. 
long time ago. You had to, you prayed. I every- think we've all done that though. Right. The first time you've ever taken an HIV test, especially back in the day when you had to wait two weeks to get the results. What? <laughs> yes, we every all did a lot of praying. Seventeen times a day. You know what's so funny, man? Like the one time that I had to go take a test like that, I don't know what it was like blood test and all that. It was the one time I was so glad I was approved. You know what I mean? When they're like, do you have multiple partners? I'm like, no. Have you ever like? Had sex with needles. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, like, what's sex with needles? I don't. They'll ask you these just like. No, no. They say, have you ever used needles? <laughs> used <laughs> sex with needles. Sex with needles. They'll ask you these insane questions. And I'm like, man, thank God, I'm such a scaredy cat. Like, oh no, I was a whore. I was the exact. Really, you were out here. Yeah, and you've talked about for crackheads before. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you got to write the list down, you don't really want to write the crackheads down because like, well, they didn't really count. But you think to yourself, that's probably one you probably got it from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Now, what would happen with the Netflix CEO, Reed Hastings? Would they pull the episode of Patriot Act? Well, that that was in regards to an episode that we did about Saudi Arabia. Okay. Uh, at the beginning of the year. And, you know, the king of Saudi Arabia sent a letter and said, you know, this is in violation of uh, cyber law that we have if you speak disparagingly about the kingdom. So they pulled the episode in Saudi Arabia. Oh, just in Saudi Arabia? Just in Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and look, it just became a thing because, you know. But what did you say that made him pull it? I mean, I just, I had a hot take. I was like, murder's bad. You shouldn't kill journalists and consulates. <laughs> that's all you said. I mean, yeah, it was hot a su- take. Super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, you really ought to live with that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But look, at the the day, I'm just trying to be more entertaining. That's what I learned. I, I learned you got to be more entertaining specifically about Saudi Arabia, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia specifically. Mm-hmm. That's why I got to be funnier for the prince. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a sense of humor. No, look, man, I, 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 this is a learning experience for me. I thought about it, all right? Mm-hmm. Like, 50 Cent went over there. Janet Jackson went over there. Tyga went over there. All the heavy hitters. So what I got to do is I just got to go to Saudi Arabia, get the entire royal family together, go to a hotel, maybe like the Four Seasons in Riyadh, and lock the doors until they think I'm entertaining enough. When you did the White House Correspondents Dinner in yeah. 2017, right? Yeah. Even making jokes about the Trump administration, then, do you still think it's a laughing matter now? What do you mean? Oh, making jokes about yeah, the administration? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, like what's happening right right now is like dire, but... Mm-hmm. It doesn't make what he does any less funny. You see when he had, like, the candy bar and he was putting it on the minion's head? My God. How is that, that not amazing. funny? That was hilarious. That was amazing. And, his and wife the fact that him. they had the bucket right there and he was just like, why? Yeah, he put it on the head and then it slid off and went into... It's just like, just be a person. Right, him, put it right on the head. I'm like, what is wrong yeah, with Yeah, just be a human being. Why has nobody asked him about that? I just want to know why. What the, what were you putting <laughs> it on the kid's head and for? Pat the kid on the head. What's yeah, it was insane. It's insane. How are you not going to make fun of that? Moments like that where you're like you're genuinely a strange, bizarre person. <laughs> you ever see the one with the umbrella? He goes, he has the umbrella. He's going up the stairs. He gets to the plane, doesn't know what to do with the umbrella. You close an umbrella if you're a human being. He just leaves the umbrella there. It blocks the door and he keeps walking. Well, you're probably not even used to holding his own umbrella. Sure. You know what I'm saying? A rich guy like that, sure, his sure, whole sure, life sure. probably had somebody holding an umbrella. He had a Farnsworth Bentley right, with him right, his whole right, life. Right, 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 right. So he blocked the plane. Nobody could get on behind him. Yeah, it's just an. It's, he's just goodness gracious. It's just a so. weird, bizarre thing. What have you learned about uh, the mental health space since you, you you did this episode? What have I learned? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing that I've learned are the ways in which insurance companies will deny treatment. One of the things that's the scariest mm-hmm. is the fail-first model. Mm-hmm. So say you have, unfortunately, a child who's dealing with severe depression or anorexia. You know the treatment that they deserve. You know the specialist they may need to go to. Your insurance company is going to make you fail-first at a or lower thing. Then you have to upgrade to the next medication, then exactly. the next, then the next, then the next. And there's all these terrible human interest stories where... 
kids, teenagers, are dying early because of suicide and other things because they didn't get the care that they needed. Yeah, their excuses, they don't want to get kids hooked on high-profile drugs or, sure, or, sure. or strong drugs. Sure. So they try smaller things out, smaller dosage to see if those work first. Sure, but what about something like in-home treatment, which is very expensive? Right. And you know your child needs that. Mm-hmm. You know, we showed a story of a girl, unfortunately, her her older sister had passed away from suicide. And she was feeling that the angst and that depression, and they asked for in-home care, and she was denied that in-home care, and she ultimately also took her own life. Stuff like that. When you do your jokes, do you ever not do a joke because you know that your mom and dad will be watching? No, it's not that. Actually, the biggest thing to me is whenever I do a joke, I'm trying to think about where, what hill am I trying to die on? (laughs) For real. For real. It's not even about mom and dad. Like, I'm grown now. Like, I'm at the point now where, like, if mom and dad say something about a joke, I go, mom, dad, like, come on. Like, I paid for the last vacation. You can't tell me that. Like, you can't tell me that. Uh, But (laughs) it, 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 it really is like, all right, if... All of these things are going to be analyzed and scrutinized. Like, for me, if I'm going to point it at something, it better be worth it. For me. Right. Is, is you know there, what I mean? Is there a hill to die on in 2019? There's though? a lot of hills to die on, man. There's a lot of powerful people to to, to make fun of. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's a lot of things to make fun of. I don't think none of them are worth dying on, though. And I, and I realize that when you start debating about certain things, you're like, I don't really care about this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you have an opinion and you state your opinion. Like, last week when T.I. got in trouble with... Everybody, his daughter's hymen and stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. When he was talking about checking his daughter's hymen, I thought that might have been a bit much, but I can understand an overprotective father. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like all that stuff to me, that's not. I'm talking about a hill to die on is when I went to Congress and was like, "You have got to acknowledge that this is a problem that is affecting a gen." That is something where got you. Got you. You got get you, what got I'm you. saying? Got you. Uh, what what Kaepernick was trying to stand for that that is a yes. hill to die on. Got you. The, the conversation that was happening with the NBA in China, like. We have these huge global brands with censorship. What are we going to do about it? Got you. That's a hill to, to me. Okay, that makes to sense. To me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's a real conversation. Got you. Not stupid ass yeah. Twitter outrage. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you called so-and-so this. Like, to me, I'm like, I'm not even worried about that. that all right, that's all right. not even, you know what I mean? You only have so many shots, you know? Yeah. That's it. I get it. Yeah. But well, we appreciate you joining us. Thanks for coming. Hassan Minaj. Thanks for me. Hassan Minaj. The new season of Patriot is out now. It's right? right now, every Sunday. Gotcha. All right, check yeah. it out now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Appreciate you guys. Hey, hey, hey. Morning, everybody. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yesterday was Change for Change. We were here the whole day from 6 a.m. to 12 midnight, and we raised over $670,000. That's right, baby. Right, and the efforts don't stop after last night. You can still donate to Change for Change. All you have to do is text the word CHANGE. What's the number? To 52182. <laughs> or you can go to www.bc, that's for Breakfast Club, BC Change, the number four, change.com, BC Change for Change.com. And I also want to say, man, that over the past three years, uh, the Change for Change Radiothon has raised over $1.7 million to benefit various organizations. Yesterday was the third Good Marshall College Fund, which goes to HBCUs. Last year was Project 375, which helps to eradicate the stigma uh, of mental health. And uh, the year before that was the Gathering for Justice movement, okay? Yep. So when you talk about all the ratchetness and all the things you don't like about The Breakfast Club, just make sure you talk about the good stuff, too. Correct. Okay? All right. If you, do, if, if you don't, I'm going to take the SMD. All right. See, there go the ratchetness. Hey, That's man. the ratchetness right there. It's about balance, That's baby. where they get it from. That's the wholeness that I'm striving for in life. The wholeness? Talk about the positive wholeness. things and then tell people to... SMD. You know, what's wrong with telling the devil to SMD? Tell them to SMD. You wouldn't tell the devil SMD? No, because oh. I don't have one. Oh. That is true. Man, we tell them to kiss your ass. <laughs> that is true. All right, well, we got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Uh, well, I mean, in that case, let's talk about Judge Joe Brown. You want him to S your D? 
No, I would never disrespect that black man like that. Mm. No. Well, he, I'll tell you what he said, because you just said. I heard it, but I, that don't mean I would disrespect him. He's got a difference of opinion. Okay. All right, well, we'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. All right, well, um, I guess we'll start with that story. Let me find it, because that's not what I had here. You don't uh, got to listen to him? Judge Is Joe Brown oh, is not me. too happy about The Breakfast Club. Now he went on social media to call us out, and I think it's because of this conversation that we commented on. This is what Judge Joe Brown had to say about Harriet Tubman and feminists all about the $20 bill. Okay, but you don't have a problem with a black woman, and in this case, Harriet Tubman, being memorialized. I got a a big problem if it's on a bill before they put a black man's face on one. I have a big problem with that. Why do because you have a historically, the status woman? of a, an ethnic group is determined by its men, not its women. And that you put but a black you, woman on there before a black man is insulting to the black race because you're saying I, the I, men ain't uh, worth a damn. Put a woman up there first. Now, we did not agree with those sentiments. Mm-mm. Right? No, no, no. I don't agree with that at all. I thought what Judge Joe Brown said was ignorant, and I said that he sounded like the type of person Harriet Tubman would have shot. It sounds very chauvinistic to me. Yeah, Yeah. Harriet Tubman was a great leader who who led women and men to freedom. She's a real life superhero. To say she shouldn't be on a $20 bill because of your twisted perception of patriarchy is just stupid. Well, he posted, I've challenged these moist, soggy, jelly filled breakfast Pop Tarts to a debate. I like Pop Tarts. Let's see if Dave the the cojones. Mm -hmm. To debate me on manhood, I'm Listen, betting they don't. He got bilingual in it. Here's the thing, Judge Joe. You, you don't become the leader because of your gender. Okay, presence is more than just just being there. All right, and Harriet Tubman's presence is still felt to this day. How would Judge Joe Brown feel about Julia Roberts on the twenty dollar bill? That's what I want to know. Well, you know what he said. If it weren't for men's egos, you'd still be living in caves and gathering instead of shopping. What? Just a reflection. Damn. And by the way, Judge Joe Brown could come up here anytime. Uh, in fact, he was scheduled to come on the show. When was this? A couple of years ago? Yeah, but back in the day. Mm-hmm. But he, but for some reason, he was under the impression that we would buy his plane ticket. Yeah, he wanted a plane ticket to get him here uh, and car service. And yeah, he hotel. wanted a plane ticket. He wanted car service. He wanted well, a hotel. if he was a woman, I would have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. Sorry, <laughs> nobody. No, I, that said, is I not, would have. We have never paid for a plane <laughs> no, ticket here. We've never done cost service. I don't know what type of show he thought this was, but we ain't that kind of operation. Maybe he thought it was like a fake. Show that we would just have a big argument and then. Who do you call moist? But go ahead. And soggy. So you don't mind. You mad about moist, but you not, don't have a problem being called he, soggy. He saw Envy's weave. He saw Envy's head. He was you don't like, have a problem moist. that you, you were called jelly filled? No, uh, jelly filled is nice. <laughs> okay, yes. All right, now let's talk about Ray J versus Princess Love. We told you that that Princess Love was upset because she said that Ray J left her stranded in uh, Vegas. Mm -hmm. She posted, left me and Melody stranded in Vegas and blocked me from calling. Now you want to post family photos. Hashtag buy ugly. And then she posted that he had blocked her on Instagram. Well, Ray J says that is not true. Here's what he responded. To insinuate that I would do anything to harm my daughter was sad, man. I'm at the Skylofts right now, as you can see. And I just don't understand how somebody can get stranded we never left. We've been right here. I apologize for everything that's happening. We're supposed to be at the tightest. We have another baby coming in. And these are not the things we're supposed to do. The devil's working, but he's not working hard enough. And he will never work hard enough. Because my family is something that I will always die for. 
All right, Ray J also was live expressing his feelings, and actually Princess Love left a comment on his live under their daughter's name, Melody Love Norwood. Mm -hmm. She said, filing for divorce when I get back to L.A. Now, Princess Love has told her side as well. Here's what she said. He asked me to move to Vegas, and I'm like, no, I don't want to move to Vegas. And so he's like, well, can you at least consider it? And I'm like, no, I don't want to move to Vegas. It's not even not even considering it. I don't want to move to Vegas. This is not the place to have kids. All right, so I guess that's the issues uh, that they're having now. What do you do when your significant other wants to live someplace and you don't want to live that place? Who, and me? Well, I'm in a, general, I, like, the, how I'm do you a, compromise? I'm a uh, soggy, moist man, so I'm listening to my wife. Yeah, happy listen, wife, happy life. I'm listening you to my wife, too. Now, depending on the situation, now, if it's something that can make our lives better, you know what I mean? I'm gonna do that. It depends what it is. Like for instance, if it's work and I have I to work, I gotta go. We and gotta I, go, and we gotta get this money. We gotta pay Absolutely. for it. Then we gotta go. But if it's something I have an option, I listen to my wife. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do what's best for her and the kids. Mm -hmm. Now, Ray J said, "My heart has been heavy for the last past week. I miss my baby Melody so much. It hurts. I'm so sorry. The world has to watch a young relationship like ours fall down." In order to be solid in a relationship, you have to keep people out of it and let God work it out. But this hasn't been the case. I will continue being the best man and father I can be, no matter what's on the other side. Without respect, there is nothing. Love took a L this time. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlamagne. Yes, sir. Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, four after the hour. I got to go to my favorite state in the whole world. All right, oh, this boy. place called Florida. Right. You know what your Uncle Charlotte always says about Florida. But today we're going to have a conversation about compassion. Okay. All right. This is a teachable moment. The world needs more compassion. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes. You are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. Put the breakfast club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Well, Florida, donkey of the day for Friday, November 22nd, goes to a 73-year-old Boca Raton. Man, that's what it is. Boca, Boca, oh, Boca Raton. Boca Raton. Boca Raton. Come on, man. Stop. It's Florida, so it is kind of rotten. Boca Raton. All right, a Boca Raton man named Sandy Hawkins, all right, who is facing criminal charges after an incident he had this week in a bank in Florida. Now, what does your Uncle Shala always tell you? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. This is never changing people. This is not an opinion. This is science. It's been proven over and over and over again, and today's story is no different. Now, in life... I believe we need more compassion for one another. We need more compassion for ourselves. Uh, the more compassionate you are, the more conscious you are, okay? You're conscious of how you feel. You're conscious of how others feel. Compassion is a human capacity that has evolved with our species to fulfill a specific function. What is that function, you say? Uh, I would say the alleviation of our suffering. Notice I said our. Okay, all of us that are coexisting on this planet together, this big old rock, okay? See, when you have compassion for others, you make life easier for everybody because you're not just thinking about yourself. You're thinking about how your actions affect other people and you're thinking about how other people feel. So I have to give Sandy Hawkins some credit, okay? This person is a compassionate human, okay? In fact, some would say a compassionate criminal, all right? We, we need more of those in our society. I mean, people are going to commit crimes, but some of y'all need to be nicer about it, okay? Now, once you hear the story, you will understand 
Let's go to WPTV NBC5 for the report, please. A 73-year-old West Boca man is in jail, accused of robbing a bank. What makes this odd is that investigators say he gave some of that money back during the alleged robbery. That man, Sandy Hawkins, is here in the county jail, and those who know him describe him as a nice elderly man whose life, they say, apparently took a bad turn. The sheriff says Hawkins, wearing a Make America Great shirt, passed a note to mm. a teller at this Wells Fargo on Monday, saying he had a weapon and demanding $1,100. Investigators say Hawkins gave back some of the cash when the teller gave him too much. He lost his, his wife and, and he wasn't happy anymore. Friends of Hawkins say Hawkins was despondent, no longer working, and living with a friend just a mile or two from the bank and talking of moving to Canada or even Mexico. The arrest report says deputies found Hawkins a day later sitting on an electrical box. Friends say it seems Hawkins wanted to be caught. I think he wanted to get caught so he could be taken care of. Yes. Now, now let's unpack this, okay? Let's unpack this through the lens of compassion. He seemed to be committing crimes out of necessity. Now, I would say, you know, Sandy, if you're going to take a penitentiary chance, just take it. All right, you're not getting less time because you took less money. The charge will be the same. If you're going to do it, just do it. Who robs a bank for exact change, okay? And I, and I question this man. Okay, I got a question, all right? This man is 73 years old. He robbed a bank for $1,100. They gave him 2000 and he gave uh, 900 of it back. All right, now think about it. When you go to restaurants and they give you the money back, you know, they give you too much change back or you accidentally give people too much money or when you lose money and then the person returns, to, returns it to you, think about the respect you have for those people, okay? Think about that. Think about how that restores your faith in the world, all right? With that said, should the justice system have compassion on Sandy Hawkins? Let's think about it. The man lost his wife to cancer. He's 73 years old. He wasn't happy. He wasn't doing great financially. He just wanted to be caught so he could be taken care of. Taken care of. Do we have compassion for him? Okay, because he don't have to get donkey if we can take a vote in the room. Angelie, do, do you have compassion for this man? Uh, kind of. There's some extenuating circumstances. Okay. Envy, do you have compassion for this man? I got one question. I, yes. I didn't hit the first part. Did he bring a gun into the bank? No, he had a stick-up note that said, give me $1,100 now. Oh, yeah, I, I have Yeah, and the teller counted out $2,000. Yes, I have compassion. Okay, let's play a game first. Guess what race it is! All right. Okay, let's play a game before we, before we decide. You confused me a little bit, so let's go. Sandy Hawkins. Sandy, okay. Florida. Florida. 73 years old. 73. Went into the bank. Uh, with a Make America Great Again shirt on. Yes. Gave him a note that said, give me $1,100 now. Correct. All right? Right. Uh, people say he wanted to get caught because he wanted somebody to take care of him because his wife died six years ago. Uh, do you have compassion for this man? Right. You saw me? Yes. This is the confusing part. You said he wore a MAGA shirt, right? Yes. But then you said he wanted to go to either Canada or Mexico. Right? Ooh, I See, didn't that, that, that. kind of confused me. I didn't think of that. I kind of confused me. Okay. MAGA, usually, I'm thinking white, but then Mexico, he don't want to go. Yeah, yeah, So I'm a yeah, little confused. Yeah. MAGA lovers wouldn't want to go to Mexico, Exactly. Maybe Cabo. Maybe Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going white. Okay. Um, I feel like there has to be a twist in here somewhere. Okay. Because it's too easy to just assume white from all of those clues. Make America Great Again shirt, Florida. Mm -hmm. Robbed a bank for exact change. Upset about his wife dying. Yes, just one. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious, ye. That's a twist? Just wanted somebody to take care of him. Goodness gracious, ye. See, I would say that he's white, but I feel like I should say something else. Like what? I don't know, maybe Hispanic. Mm. Hi, Jamil. Hey. 
<laughs> um, Angela Yee, <laughs> DJ Envy. Yes, yes. One of you is right. One of you is wrong. And so I'm going to have to say, DJ Envy, you are correct. Yes! He is Caucasian. That was too easy. He is Caucasian. <laughs> Let me see Sandy Hawkins' picture, y'all. All right. Yes, yes, he is. Now, with that said, he is white. Do we still have compassion for him? Do we still have compassion for him? He wanted to go to jail, so he want because he wanted somebody to take care of him. I still have compassion. Think about all the brothers and sisters in the hood who was just out here selling a little crack because they needed to keep the lights on because they just needed to take care of their kids. Think about all the colored folks who have committed crimes just because we wanted to take care of our families. I didn't say he shouldn't go to jail. I just said I had compassion for him. Hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. What? I don't have no compassion for him. Let <laughs> Kathy Griffin give him the biggest hee-haw, Damn please. It, please give this giant child male the biggest hee-haw. But, uh, uh, let Chelsea, I'm so compassionate. He's going to go to jail, but still. Let Chelsea Handler give Sandy Sorry, Hawkins the biggest hee-haw, please. Too. Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much Dan mayonnaise. Yeah, I'm sorry that his wife died as well, but he's white. He should have had a nice up, little man. pension plan. All right? He had a nice little social security. He's had every opportunity in his 73 years of life to get ahead. All right? My goodness. I just don't have that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that. Somebody donkey. take care of him. The twist was there was no twist. But we're the ones on welfare, according to them. Okay. Right? All right. But he, but he wanted somebody to take care of him. All right. Goodness gracious. When we come back, Partisan Fontaine will be joining Party! us. Party! His album is out right now. We'll it's kick called with him. Underrated. So well, it's not an album. It's a project. A project. His yeah. project is out right now. All right. We'll talk to him when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Party! Partisan Fontaine. Party! Hey. My guy. What's up, hey. boy? You haven't dropped more than two songs in a year since 2015. Nope. Okay? Selective. But you got underrated out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, not supposed to be here. That was the, what, four years ago, right? Yep, 2015. Why you be afraid to drop music, man? It ain't about that. It's just like trying to figure out the timing and the visuals. I'm a perfectionist, so I get in my own way a lot. But, um, you know, it always works out. It always lines up perfectly. Now, is this a mixtape, a project, an album? It's a I'd be pro- confused. It's a project. It's a mixtape. I was just itching to get some music out to the world. Mm-hmm. So that's what this was, my first opportunity to put some real music out. Now, it's a theme when you're not supposed to be here, right? That was your first full body of work, and the first song on this album is not there yet. Absolutely. At what point will Party feel like he's arrived? I'm, I don't know. I, I feel like once you feel like you've done it and you've arrived and you're settled in, I think that's when you're done. Yeah, but you got a platinum. You got a platinum single. You, you got ghostwriting credits. You're getting money. I'm sure you done I, got some industry uh, at this point. You we, know? we got a lot more further to go than that. You know what I'm saying? I'm still not there. Now, how, still do you, pushing. How, how do you decide what you're going to give away and what you're going to keep? Because what you gave away a lot of hits as far as writing is concerned. What's for me is I know I know when I go in I'm I'm doing stuff for me you know what I mean mm-hmm. um and if I'm working with somebody obviously we already got this person in mind mm-hmm. that's how we do it you're not really a ghostwriter per se though Mm-mm. yeah yeah not at all co-writer co-writer you know I helped out a few of my friends the funny thing about that is everybody brings up like the same two people you know what I'm saying or the same same songs all the time mm-hmm. nobody brings up like the the stuff that like I'm most proud of or I think is like the most impactful like what. Like, uh, Salino and Barnes, injury attorney. Shut the f*** up. You that? Hey, dude, knock it off. Facts. You wrote that for real? If you got a long-term settlement and you need cash now, yeah, right there. call 
These like these that would be most impressive, Toledo, Toledo, but that, I don't that believe that you. Bro, exa- everybody knows my work, but nobody brings it. We are farmers. Party, you ain't that old. Why would we I know that? As a kid, party, you not bro, that old. Bro, you go there for? Bro, we are farmers. Dumped no, it, party, I've been listening to that as a kid. You're not four years listen old. Listen to me, bro. Listen to me. This, and this is why I be so baffled. <laughs> I'm like, yo, y'all bringing up the same line, songs. Man. I got all the every kiss begins with. Party lying, man. <laughs> <laughs> you almost had me for a second there. You do got one record on there on, on you your had me for a on your project on the new joint underrated that I heard, and I said he should have gave that to somebody. Mm. Tough tune though. What you talking? Which about? was that? Good for you. I knew you was gonna say that. Why? I knew Tell me why you knew I was gonna say that. Cause I mean that's the that's the only record where I'm doing anything outside of what people know me for. Bro. Yes, mm-hmm. that is very true. So I had to think about as I was listening to it, I was like. I feel like he should have gave this to somebody, but then it is a good record. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's I, like it's like that's like Afro beats or something, right? So it's, it's uh what we, uh, my boy uh, Swanko did. That's my that's my that's my homie DJ Swanko did the production. He did the uh, the big booty hoes. Mm-hmm. He had that in there, but he just gave it like some type of island vibe. We did that song like three years ago. Yeah, about three years ago in my living room. My mom crib. The same time you was doing the farmers, did I do that? Nah, that was a while. I did that before. That's before y'all <laughs> ever knew me. That's something like, yo. Yeah. That's crazy. You work with certain people and it just gets you a whole different light. Mm-hmm. But y'all been hearing me for years. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> nah, no cap. Yo, but um, so I got in there. I'm like, and I did the hook right then and there. And I just knew I had something. I knew it was like, all right, if I'm ever going to step out, out where <laughs> know me for, this is going to be the time. So I, I had to put that on the project. I just think it's weird that in an era where people flood the market with music, you choose to do the exact opposite. But, and now when I drop, people are so excited. Everybody come, they want to listen to it because they know it's going to be a quality body of work. I feel like everybody could put out this, that, and the third. And I feel like I still got fans that talk about not not supposed to be here mm-hmm. because it took such a, uh, a long time for me to put it together and I took my time and, and crafted it. It was a baby, you know what I'm saying? It took me a whole nine months to make it and then put it out. But now it's something that'll stand the test of time. Like, if you go back to that, you'll be like, yo, he been nice. Yes. For people that don't know, you've been grinding for a long time. People think a lot of times overnight success happens right away. Right. How long have you been grinding? And what's some of the jobs you did while you were rapping? Boy, oh, my God. I've been at this for, like, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And in that 10 years, I done been a sales associate at Saks All Fifth. I don't know. I worked at the Nike outlet at Woodbury Commons. Woodbury Commons? Yeah, I was there. I've been a substitute teacher. I, what, after what, school what did you program. Teach? Yeah, any in Newburgh, if you got any type of associates, you could teach anything. I taught <laughs> I taught Spanish. I taught science. You taught Spanish. Yeah, don't know a lick. They give you a worksheet and just <laughs> push you in there with the kids. Mm-hmm. But I was like a kid's favorite, so it was like it was when, when you were a substitute teacher, did you wear your, your hat all the time too? Even nah, they then? ain't let me have a hat. They ain't let me wear the hat. But I was I was in I wasn't even expecting to be there that long, so I went and I told him my first name. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm Mr. Jordan. I'm trying to be the cool teacher. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in here for six months. And I'm like ah, I'm gonna make them respect me now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, ah, they called me by my first name and whatnot, but uh, it was still a dope experience. How old were you then? Twenty three. And they were middle school kids. Yeah, I, I refused to go to the high school because I knew that. You got to fight. Bro, something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, yo, bro, the middle school girls was like trying to touch me. Like, yo, I'm going to tell my mom you should be my baby. So I'm like, what are you talking about? Watch Whoa. out. You feel me? Because the age gap wasn't that big in their head. So I'm like, I'm definitely not going to go to the high school. It's going to be like a whole case waiting to happen. They're going to try to put something on me. 
The, the one thing I've always liked about you is you've always rep Newburgh, right? And I like when I don't know an artist, but they tell me where they from. Mm-hmm. So what, what 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 do people not know about Newburgh? Because you make it sound like it's a I do? Yes. For real? You make it sound like someplace you should never go unless you're from there. It's hood hood. Nah, it, it is a hood. It's, it's absolutely a hood. And I think that uh, the thing I really try to get across about it is that uh, people don't know what it is. You know, it is... Uh, foreign to a lot of people. Unless you did time, unless you sold drugs and you moved some weight up there, you probably don't know where it's at. But the other thing is there was nobody else from there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how you got certain cats. You got Cam that could rep Harlem. You got Jones. You got Joel Santana. Mm-hmm. Even Yonkers got locks and whatnot. Uh, Brooklyn got numerous people. Newburgh never had one success story. Mm-hmm. In we, hip-hop, you mean? In, in hip-hop or any entertainment Damn. that I know of. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's, there's nobody that we ever could look to to be like, all right, they did it, so I could do it that way. When I was coming up, that's probably why you ain't hear that much music from me. There was no rapper that I could be like, yo, how you did this? Nobody could take me under the wing. Nobody could give me a cosign. Nobody could show me the right way to do none of that. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure it out. And um, and that's why it's so important that I always talk about Newburgh because I feel like now I'm giving them an opportunity. Me being right here is like mm-hmm. a big step. Like, oh, party on Breakfast Club, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just happy that I could do that. All right, we got more with Partisan Fontaine when we come back. Let's get into his joint. It's called Pay Your Bills. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking with Partisan Fontaine. Charlamagne? What'd you grow up vibing to? Me, my, yo, my personal uh, influences in this was DMX and Kanye. Those are the two people that let me know, like, I could have a voice in this. They, like, mm-hmm. the stuff that they talk about with stuff that uh, related to me, because I grew up in the church. Like, I was in church five days a week. I um, I couldn't even listen to rap in my house, you know what I'm saying? So for, uh, for DMX to be talking about all the gospel stuff that he mm-hmm. did on that flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood, um, it resonated with me. And then Kanye making the, uh, the big gap between being like Beanie Siegel and Common Sense, rapping about working in retail and doing all this other stuff. like. That, that let me know I had a story and my story could be told too. Now, you know, that's why, I, you know, Kanye wanted you to write for him because of a line about retail. Bro. When you said, I got to stay out of Gucci. I'm getting too many hangers. Yeah. That line like hard, that. though. I'm finna run out of hangers. <laughs> I'm like that. that line hard. <laughs> he said, who's working with, who, who works with her? He called me up, yo. That was a crazy story, too. How was that call? How, how did he reach Bro, out to you? Bro, oh my God. First off, I hit a pusher and I'm like, I'm like, I wanted to get pushed on my tape. And I'm like, yo, I got a joint. He's like, yo, that's crazy. You hit me up. Um, Kanye was just talking about you. I'm like, word? He like, yeah, uh, can I give him your number? I'm like, yeah, you give him my number. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I bet he's going to hit you up. I go and do a show. I go do a show somewhere. And by the time I got back, I had a text message that said, yo, yo, this is yay. Can I call you? And I'm like, Nigga, hurry up before I call you. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I couldn't believe it. So he got on the phone, and he just uh, was talking about all his ideas that he had for, for the project and what he was dealing with and, and how he wanted to express himself. And if he's like, yo, could you come to could you come to L.A. tomorrow? I'm like, nah, probably not tomorrow. I got a kid and all that. But I could come out this week. You feel mm-hmm. And we flew out. Cool ever since. I respect that. I respect the fact that you put your family first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because some people would just drop their kid and be like, yeah, Kanye <laughs> call. I'm, now, I'm out. Now. 99% of the people would have dropped their kid. Nah, nah. Hell yeah. Kanye call. 85. Yes. Absolutely. Hey, Kanye, I'm out of it. Nah. Um, but nah. So how was working with him? Did y'all work on did y'all work on the song? Did y'all work on music? Yeah, we worked on uh we the Yay album. The Yay album. It's funny too, cause we had we, we started working in Calabasas 
and he, he already had his seven song ideas, and um, and it was fire. Everything was fire. And I'm like, we working on this stuff, and uh, by the time we got to Wyoming, he had scrapped all of those seven songs and wanted to do seven new songs, and, and that's what he did. Did you so, with the uh, the gospel album? Nah, nah, nah. Not that one. I'm surprisingly though too, because I'm super gospel. Like, you know what right. I'm saying? That's my background. I don't believe but, nothing you're saying. You don't believe what? That that's your background. You don't think so? No. You want to test it? Yeah. What's your favorite scripture? Um, Psalms 34. What is it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he just thought he just thought of somebody's jersey number. He's like, oh, y'all bought me 34. Reality. Nah, nah. But no, no. Listen, he listen. Didn't believe that first. I was like, word. Nah. Cause you can't you can't put up. you can't put my history on 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 a, on a scripture because scriptures was never my strong point knowing the scripture <laughs> memorizing them it, going up going up on church on Easter Sunday doing a little passage I always messed it up I can't remember none of those but <laughs> I definitely was in there five days a week I'm looking up Psalm 34 right now mm. Psalm 34 is the 34th Psalm of the Book of Psalms and what it say. A psalm of David when he pretended. That's the one. That is the man, one. Stop, man. Yes, that is it. That's <laughs> the one. Our farmers. That's, that's, that's my favorite one right there. <laughs> oh, I will bless the Lord at all times. <laughs> yep. His, His praise, praise will continually, continually be in my, my mouth. mouth. See, I knew it was in that's there. You pause. feel me? We gotta pause that. Praise. <laughs> yo, yo, praise. I will bless the Lord at all times. Yo, hold on. Let me put this He's trying to pause the Bible, bro. He's trying to pause the Bible. You gotta pause. Jesus, Yo, Yo, you cannot tell me this scripture don't sound wild, bro. I'm not I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord. You better chill out. You better chill out. You been having a good year. You better chill out, man. Hey, yo, when you just... When you, when, you, when you strike him, let, let, you know what I'm saying? Strike God, him on this side. God know my heart. God, God is laughing <laughs> yo, at that one. That's the sinner's favorite, favorite line, too. That's like that's God the sinner's go-to. Like, you feel me? I don't care what you're doing. When you're doing dirt, that's the one. Now, Robin. Mm-hmm. We did the record Robin. Robin don't get a lot of love in hip-hop, man, which is wild to me. Like, when, you think of, yeah, when you talk about, like, basketball references, because mm. I had to think about it. I'm like, damn. You hear rappers say, get the board like Robin, but you did a whole song. Was do that a dirty, dedication to him? Do the dirty work like Rob. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what what, what happened. But uh, yeah, he was definitely an icon. He's one of the most iconic basketball players we had. Yes. And then it seemed like a good timing because then the Robin documentary came. Came out. just just so happened. He actually reached out too. Why? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yo, yo, that song's crazy. Um, my kids love that song. They won't stop playing the song. Da da da. All of that. Uh, he gave me like two autographed jerseys. Oh, that's dope. That. Yo, funny thing is. He came to New York and he was like, um, and he hit up my management. He's like, yo, I wanna, I wanna go to some type of, I forget the type of spa it was, but I'm like, bro, I ain't, I ain't about to go to no spa. With he wanted to go to the spa. He asked, with you you. To, he asked you to come to the spa. Some type of spa, bro. And then they, I looked it up, and it happened to be one of those joints where y'all all like in this hot bath or whatever. Oh yeah, Psalm 34. <laughs> I will bless. Then it's Robin at all times. That's a lot. No, 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 funny. I'm like, I'm like, bro. I'm like, yeah, I, I can't do the spa, bro. Tell him we got something to do today. Did y'all meet at all? Y'all still ain't meet? Nah, we still. I'm. Um, we supposed to link up. We want to do like some, uh, some merch stuff, but. He definitely, he's definitely a cool dude, though. He's at well, the spa. That's crazy. That's wild. Bro, now, how many people would have done that? Going talk, to the spa with, with Dennis, Dennis Rodman? Rodman. That's... I, not just for the first meeting. I don't know where I got to check his temperature. <laughs> you feel me? I don't know. Like, that's still me? crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, look, let's talk about Rap Charlemagne. Mm. One of my favorite records. I could be biased. Mm. Just a little bit. I love that record. Who did that? It was Boy Wonder, right? 
Yep. Yeah. You did it, but then Nicki Minaj did. I don't know who did what first, but I know Nicki had the hard white Correct. joint. Yeah. What happened with that record? Why couldn't you still use it? Because I don't understand why in hip hop we can't have like rhythms. Like like they do over there, right? Hey, well, like everybody rap on the yeah. beat. I don't I don't know. Um, yeah. To my knowledge, I thought I had it first. I thought it. Um, the funny thing is, Wonder made it, but him and uh, him and Vinyls are very close. So and I'm and I'm cool with Vinyls as well. So um, that's why in the bar says Vinyls made it. So you know it's going not. Mm -hmm. That's where I got it from. I laid it down. I was ready to put it out. I'm actually playing it on my IG story. And then uh, I believe Wonder called like, yo, uh, I think I, I think somebody else got that beat. And he looked into it. Lo and behold, it was Nicki. Whoa. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, that's crazy. So there's nothing I could really do about it. But wait for her to, uh, for her to drop. And she did. And then I was like, all right, but I'll just put out a freestyle. And I, I put it out as a freestyle, but... Apparently, that couldn't live neither. They snatched it off the off And they the pulled internet. it down every, off, off everything. Boy, right? instantaneously. I, I think it lived for like eight hours. But, you know, it happened. Well, that's because they thought that you was one of the people that was plotting on taking Nicki Minaj out, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to think. You got to think. It's Atlantic <gasps> Records. It's Cardi. Then you took the beat and called it Rap Charlemagne. Oh, oh my God! Oh, so this really had nothing to do with me. It was nothing. all you. It was all Charlemagne. It was all you because all I called it rap Charlemagne. <laughs> that made, so if I'd have called it rap envy, that should still be oh, up nah, to nah, nah. She'd have got nah, you. you she'd have sued nah, you then. Nah, oh nah, no, nah. she don't like you neither. You, you said rap dramas, maybe rap dramas. You'd have been good. So why, what have why y'all two? Now? She she thinks that we don't like her. She thinks that it's this industry plot against her. Mm. Like right now, the Bobs are watching this right now mad just because. You always gotta bring Nicki Minaj's name up. But we're talking about a particular situation. The Hard White versus the Rap Charlemagne record. Yeah. Who got, they, they took it down too though, right? They did. They, they took it down everywhere. Nah, it, it lives on it lives on SoundCloud. You know what I'm saying? So you can go to SoundCloud and hear it. And my IG lives there. Well, you better hurry up now because yeah, you're about you to be taking it down in about two hours. Them that. They coming to get that. The album is out right now. Thank you, party. I'm having that. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So you guys recall we did have Byron Allen up here on The Breakfast Club talking mm -hmm. about his discrimination case against Comcast, right? Yep. Yes, indeed. All right, well... Uh, apparently Comcast has been using Diddy's name to, as an example of their inclusive practices with respect to African-American-owned cable networks. Well, Diddy has put out a statement about Comcast and Byron Allen's discrimination case. And he says that it's important people really understand what's at stake. He said, I'm revolt. I can only share the truth of my experience. Starting an independent cable network is incredibly difficult and capital intensive. The start we received from Comcast, which was a condition of the United States government approval for Comcast to acquire NBC Universal, was important, but is not the level of support needed to build a successful African-American-owned network, not even close. He said, since that launch, our relationship has not grown and revolt is still not carried by Comcast in the most affordable affordable packages, nor is Revolt available in all of the markets that would enable us to serve our target audience. So he said it is an unacceptable and he said Comcast spends billions of dollars on content networks every year, but just a few million go to African American owned networks like Revolt. Mm. That's his statement. Okay. So he's siding with Byron Allen on this. Of course. All right. Now, since we're talking about things like the African American community, let's talk about Tara Owens versus Stephen A. Smith. As you know, Stephen A. Smith did criticize Colin Kaepernick, and Terrell Owens had this to say about Stephen A. Smith. What he wanted was transparency for people to see the full workout, to see the full Colin Kaepernick. 
again, you, you mentioned obviously Max is going to get in here. And like I said, I'm in the streets. Max almost seems blacker than you, Stephen A. Eh? <laughs> with 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 what time he with with his time coming, time you know, time with his commentary. Time 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 with all due respect, my brother. You <laughs> I'm just you, saying, dog. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm just I'm a, saying. I'm gonna check you right now. You don't cross. I'm the line. just saying. Time time time. Wait a minute. You don't cross the line. <laughs> That's right. He said his ESPN uh, white co-host Max Kellerman seems blacker than him. Well, Stephen A. Smith, wow. of course, was not having that at all. And here's how he responded. Any of y'all that want to debate me in front of black people and talk about what's best for black people, name the time and place, I'll show up. What's the definition of blackness? Why are you giving the impression that because I don't march lockstep with every single thing that Colin Kaepernick wants, okay. you just sat up there and used an expression? More blacker. Excuse me, I'm from Hollis, Queens, New York City. You ain't the you ain't the only you ain't the only brother out there that's in the streets. I'm in the streets every day. Yo, I hated that whole exchange. I hated that exchange. Number one, because it happened in front of white people. Number two, we got to stop saying stupid stuff like a white person is blacker than a black person. That's just an ignorant statement because. Max's white skin, his aesthetic will always afford him a privilege that Stephen's black skin won't. And just because Max Kellerman is saying what you want to hear, it doesn't mean he's blacker than Stephen A. Smith. Like, y'all sound crazy. And number three, why does blackness always got to come back to the streets? Like, like somebody being street. Black people are not monolithic. The streets are not the only thing we are associated with. Like, won't none of my kids come from the street? <laughs> and that won't make them any less black. Like, I don't understand why Stephen A. Smith had to resort to, I'm, I'm in the streets just like you. Stephen A. Smith, our Terrell Owens ain't in the streets. Nah, not anymore. Like, far All from right. Far All from right, it. now let's discuss some great things happening. Kerry Washington announced that she is directing an episode of Insecure. Now, the way that she did it, she announced it on Twitter, and then she put out a video with her rapping. You are the next director of Insecure. Which, which episode? Oh, nine. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I do. This is no glasses. Here we go. I'm about to direct Insecure on HBO. It's not a scandal. I'm about to handle it because this cast is fire and the show is mine. You guys know Issa Rae raps in the mirror all the time on Insecure, so that's basically what she was doing. So. Okay. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of scandal Olivia Pope references uh, in that episode of Insecure. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see that. And... Let's talk about Floyd Mayweather. I know I, I brought this up earlier. Now, we told you before that he said he is retired and he's done with boxing and he's not going back to the ring. He's satisfied. He's retired, right. undefeated, right? Well, now they're saying, uh, well, now Floyd Mayweather is saying that he is coming out of retirement. So I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know if that means that he's going to fight again or if that means he's going to be doing some promoting or... I'm not exactly sure because he hasn't been very specific, but we do know that he is working with Dana White and there's going to be some type of event happening in 2020. He said they are working together to bring the world another spectacular event. Salute to Floyd Mayweather, man, but yo, you got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him, man. Floyd Mayweather don't got nothing else to prove. Anything he would be doing right now, he would just be doing it for money. There might be something else. I mean, who knows what it is? I mean, I don't think he should. No. He might need the money. I, I doubt it, but no, I, I, I don't get it. All right. Now, Evelyn Lozada, in the meantime, says that she will abstain from premarital sex, and she wants to be able to speak to young girls. She said where she came from and be a role model. She told this to Baller Alert. Mm -hmm. She said, I felt like in previous relationships, I lost a piece of me every time I had sex. Whether they're interested in me or not with what my journey is, if they're not with it, then I feel like it kind of clears out the BS. So that's what I want from my life. And she said, people will have an opinion on your life. Everyone will and say negative things. That's fine. She said, I just feel like all I can do is really just do the best I can and stay focused on what I'm trying to accomplish and do with my life. She also got baptized, by the way. Okay. I respect that. 
I just don't know if you can like stop having premarital sex. Like once you've had premarital sex, you've had it, right? Well, a lot of people do it though. They stop. They yeah. abstain until they. I just don't know if that's married. the right wording for it. Maybe you should just say I'm abstaining from sex yeah, until she's marriage. Yeah, right now, and she's not going to have sex again until she gets married. married. Yeah, okay. that's just a, word, a weird. I know way people to word have it. done that. Uh, um, somebody I grew up with, she got saved and she didn't have sex again. And she still hasn't because she's not married. Well, congratulations to her. And wow. it's been it's been like 15 years. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Jesus. Ooh. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your room. So, yeah, it's possible. No, I'm, I'm just calling on the name of Jesus because she, she definitely know him better than I do. Goodness gracious. Lord have mercy. All right. Well, thank you for that, Yee. You're welcome. Revolt, we'll see you guys, um, oh, about a couple of weeks, right? Because next week we're off. So, Revolt, we'll see you now. You are coming back after a week, right? One week. All right. Revolt, we'll see you in a week. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Get your request in. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, again, shout to all of you guys out there. You know, yesterday we did Change for Change. We were here from 6 a.m. to midnight. Our third annual Change for Change Radiothon, where we raise money for various organizations. That's right. You know, usually organizations, not, not usually, always organizations that are black-owned and ran. We did the Gathering for Justice Movement with Harry Belafonte uh, the first year. Uh, the second year, we did Project 375. That's Brandon Marshall's organization to eradicate the stigma of mental health. And yesterday, we did the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, which gives uh, need-based scholarships to recipients for the 2021 academic year at HBCUs. That's right. Raised over $670,000. And again, thank Man. you guys. And you can still donate, can by still the way. You can still donate. That's correct. Yes, through Thanksgiving. You can text CHANGE to 52182 or you can go to bcchange, the number 4change.com, bcchangeforchange.com and donate. Yes, right. in fact, it co- uh, the, the donations are being accepted until November 29th. Okay. Yes, man. Listen, I don't take that for granted. You know, to sit on this radio and be able to raise that kind of money and to be able to give that kind of money to the people who actually need it, knowing that we're going to be helping these young kids get $5,000 scholarships, man, $670,000. As of right now, in 18 hours, we raised $670,000. That's a lot of scholarships. It is. I know next week the number will be even bigger, but just thank you, man. Thank you to all of the business owners, all the celebrities, all of the, 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 the entrepreneurs, but most importantly, our listeners who donated $5, $10, $20, $50, $100, $1,000, you are so appreciated, and you sold a seed this week that will reflect and grow in a generation in the future, man. So thank you very much. We did it. We did it. Absolutely. We did it. And uh, shout out to Partisan Fontaine for joining us this morning. Also, Hassan Minaj. Yes. Yes. And uh, the holidays are... are you know, coming up next week, so everybody stay healthy. Envy, I expect your hair to be even longer. Dreads. Oh, yeah. uh, when you come back, and I'm actually, you are my goals, too, because I'm trying to get my hair healthier and get it to grow back, and so we'll see how I do. Let's see whose hair grows faster. I'm taking these hair affinity pills just to try to get, like you, these vitamins. Mine is all natural. Uh, okay, these are vitamins. They're all natural, too, and... um. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. That's my New Year's resolution, to let my hair grow because it's been so damaged. And I want hair like Envy's. Okay. All right, when we come back, positive note, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Before we get to the positive note, I would just like to say uh, you need to listen to your Uncle Charlotte more often, kids. Remember a couple weeks ago, I think it was on November 15th, when Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett got into it. Matter of fact, this was last Thursday. He right. threw his helmet? Yeah, when Mason, when Miles Garrett punched, well, hit Mason Rudolph with his helmet. Mm-hmm. I said on this radio, all Miles Garrett got to do is say that Mason Rudolph called him the N-word. 
And what was Miles Garrett defense? Y'all, what did what was Miles Garrett defense yesterday? Miles Garrett said in an appeals hearing that Mason Rudolph called him a racial slur. Y'all think I'm lying? Play the clip from November 15th when I said this. Yeah, I yeah. mean, listen, Miles Garrett was dead wrong, you know what I mean? But he could have easily just said, look, man, he called me a nigga at the bottom of the pile. And, you know, I just reacted, you know. That's it. So he listens to the show. Listen to me. Stop treating me like the monkey in the Lion King, Rafiki. I know what I be talking about, okay? Okay. Now, the moral of the story, uh, the positive note, actually, um, since we did Change for Change yesterday, is always remember we must give more in order to get more. It is the generous giving of ourselves that produces the generous harvest. Amen. Breakfast Club, bitches! You all finished or y'all done?